2021, and who is excited about that? Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. Yes, and it happens to be my birthday. I was going to say happy birthday. Yes, so happy birthday to me. I have one of my dearest favorite creative artists in the city here today as my birthday podcast (laughs) guest, Carla Valencia. We can't really place the number of years we've known each other, maybe 15. I don't, I'm not really sure, but I know I met her before I was even the vintage Contessa. Contessa. For sure. And um, at that time, you were editor in chief Mm -hmm. of O2 Magazine. And I think we were converting it into local kind of around that time as well. We threw that big party. Um, But yes. Yes, that was a long time. I feel like it was a lifetime ago, honestly. It was pre-kids and pre-husbands. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we've come from so much and to so much, and the journey's been bumpy, but it's yeah. been so beautiful, and I'm so excited to collaborate with you. We've yes. reached, we've always talked and helped each other's businesses and had great lunches with yeah. meaningful Ideas conversation and... and sometimes a little cocktails and yes. fall <laughs> but uh your spirit soars and i've talked to you. i'm part of this group of women and we don't get together as much anymore but we talk about angels and talk about people's kind of aura yeah. around them and i've always felt that about you thank you uh and you are a family woman you work yes. with your dad tell us a little bit about like your journey and how you got here okay so oh my gosh there's i'll start with the carla valencia design part and then we can backtrack because i feel like a cat with nine lives honestly there's just been so much you know as you said things are bumpy it's just life you know i don't think it's supposed to it's not supposed to be a plateau it's supposed to ebb and flow it's supposed to change you're supposed to grow people come and they go that's just life and so um for years, I was at the magazine, and um, and this kind of came organically, 100%. I made a purse strap for a girlfriend for her birthday in 2017. She uh, it was like right around then. the time. It was recent. Yeah. It was right. I mean, but I'd always been making things. Like, I've always sewn and embroidered. My grandmother taught me how to do it when I was 10 years old. This is my father's mother. And I would sit with her in the living room in her house in Mexico or here with my parents, and I would just sew. She would just teach me um, whatever it is that she was working on. If she was knitting, she'd teach me how to knit. Sadly, that didn't stick, and I regret it so much. But I did get the embroidery and the hand beading and all of that kind of stuff down. So um, this girlfriend wanted a purse strap. It was right when, like, Valentino and um, Dior were coming out with those really cool purse straps. And did you own the Christian Louboutin bag at this point I did. Yes, I and already had that. That bag. was kind of the, yes. the other thing that was the conversation piece. Yes. Whenever people would see you, they go, "Oh my god, I love that!" For bag. sure. Tell people about the bag. So it was that Lobaton um, kind of like limited edition collection. I can't remember what the bag is called, but it's like that big canvas bag, and they keep on introducing new versions of it. I actually have a client that brought the most gorgeous one to me last week, and we're trying to create oh. a custom strap. I mean, it is so fine, you would die. But anyway, so this was a collaboration with. Um, with Indians in Mexico and they used authentic um, textiles um, to make this bag and it was I mean it literally was like my spirit animal um, which is ridiculous and I'm saying that about a bag but um, But she was or is it a male 
or it, a girl? What? The oh, bag. The bag? Oh, she. She's she. She. I, okay. And, um, you know, and they came with those little thin straps that were, like, literally, what, like, yes. a quarter inch <laughs> thick? I was like, what is this? So that's when I started making the um, friendship kind of bracelet-inspired straps because that bag needed one. So um, now my bag, she has the appropriate strap for her. But I would carry that, and everyone would stop me. And then um, at the time, I think it was you know, Marzi, who is a, style, a local stylist, um, was selling those bags, was just getting her hands on as many as she could because everybody wanted these bags. Not because of me. There was, there was a bunch of people that had these bags. But anyways, needless to say that my strap on that bag helped me sell lots of straps. Um, but I totally diverted. So this girlfriend of mine that I made the strap for in 2017, it was literally just a strap I bought at J. Crew, And I hand-sewed the entire thing, from the trim down the middle to the tassels on the end to the moon and the stars that I put on hers. Um, and it was basically the same idea of my straps right now. It just evolved into looking a little bit more finished. Um, and that's where my dad came in. So for the first, I would say, five or six months, the people that bought straps for me got them completely handmade by me. They all got upgrades once we refined <laughs> our um, our skill. And then um, my dad saw that I was doing this, and he said, hey, um, why don't I help you? He um, had a denim factory when we lived in Mexico. I was very familiar with machinery. He's always been super handy. The man can literally take apart a car and put it back together. So I was like, yeah. And he started coming to the pop-ups and helping me, and then – once we realized it could turn into a business, we got our DBA, and it must have been April or June or something of 2018 that we kind of went into this business. So, yeah. So organically. Yeah, it was completely organic. Completely. And then we were flying by the seat of our pants. I mean, completely. I feel like I'm still figuring things out because I'm, I'm such a creative person, but in terms of, like, the business aspect part of it and that kind of stuff I definitely you know still am open to any door that opens or anyone that helps me with that because and it is hard you had the magazine I still had the you're right you're right doing I did. this mm-hmm. and that's also when I was started selling bags yes. I was still at Cangelosi yeah. marble and it was my side hustle and yeah. I know so many people yeah who started businesses from their side hustle or their passion that they just did when they had extra time. And it's kind of, I feel like it's so lucky that we did it that way because I can't imagine having to do that. I mean, the people that did that right now during COVID without jobs, oh. without having a safety net is is mind-blowing to me. I had a it safety is. net, which you know allowed me to do it at the pace that I did it. But otherwise, I mean, I can't imagine. I probably wouldn't have been so relaxed. <laughs> And I think that's such a part of the journey is really understanding yeah. what, how you can make money doing it. And that's what yeah. so many people that come to me and say they're, they're really artistic and they have something fabulous. And they say, how do you think I could oh, start my own this. business? Yeah. And I say exactly what you did. Make what you yeah. want to sell. Yeah. Carry it. And find out how many people want to exactly. buy it. Mm-hmm. I it's did not the most think. Simple. Yeah. But it is at the same time, it's the hardest thing. Like I had no clue when I made that strap for her that anyone would want to wear my crafty handmade strap. I mean, I thought it was great, but I don't know. I was like, it, it definitely still blows my mind when I'm at pop ups, and I am so because I there tends to be this sort of organic rush that happens at my pop ups. 
where all of a sudden people start to kind of feel the energy. I don't know what happens, but it gets where I can't stop. I'm just creating and creating and creating with each person, and I'm, like, bagging things, putting their names on it, setting it on the side, and moving on to the next person. And, the I mean, it literally, I have these explosions. I mean, they must think I'm insane, but I'm just kind of like, I can't believe people are paying me to make the things that I love to make. It's still mind-blowing and awesome, you know I mean? I just, I love it. And it's such a fine balance for artists uh, to feel worthy because yeah. we feel so judged. Oh, gosh, still. yeah. And I remember when I launched my children's book, if, even if someone would read it, it makes my hands yeah. sweat saying mm-hmm. it because yeah. I feel so vulnerable that someone would see something that I created. Because I'm not selling what I, I created. Yeah. I'm selling what someone else created. But yeah. even sometimes I'm anxious when someone I already know comes in to see my store to know. Are they going to like my selections? Are yeah. they going to like the way I put it together? Are they? So it is. You have to be vulnerable Completely. to be creative, and you have to be willing to fail. And I think that's the other thing. Oh yeah. People look at us and are like, "Okay, well, you're successful." Yeah. And I think it's also so willing to take a risk. Malcolm Gladwell said. To be an expert in your field, you have to do something 10,000 hours. Yeah. And I, and you literally sewed. Yes. Probably 20,000 hours already. <laughs> probably. I mean, I definitely, I'm, I'm kind of sewing all the time. I really am. If I'm on, if I'm traveling, I'm sewing on the plane. If I'm waiting for, if I'm waiting at the dentist, I'm sewing at the dentist. I mean, I really, I'm just kind of doing it all the time. Um, I mean, I love it. Yeah. You know, I feel like. You know, and I don't know in what point of history or whatever this happened, but, you know, I don't think that you have to – can you imagine if we all lived in a world where you couldn't publish a book because you're, you didn't study English or you weren't – you know, you didn't prepare yourself or, like, you couldn't do what Jennifer Fisher does on Instagram and cook and sell salt because she didn't study to be a chef. You know what I mean? I feel like the insecurities that we carry in terms of what you were just talking about, of us not, um, about us not feeling, not worthy, but I feel like all of that comes because it's almost like society makes us feel like you can't do that because you didn't study how to yes. write a book. Do you know what I mean? You we see? just, wa- we watched two nights the entire season of Briggerton. So okay, it's, I it's, heard this is good. I haven't seen so it. It's so good. It's in the early 1800s, and I have to say, the costuming just blows me away. I'm yes. so inspired by the beauty of that. But there's one exceptional character, Eloise, and she's so annoyed with the fact that you, as a woman, are raised to marry. Yeah. And you have a few weeks of someone courting you with the whole town, and mm-hmm. then you have to accept someone's proposal and you don't have a job and you don't go to school and I think it was interesting um I even watched um just like looking at our I know people are frustrated with where we are in the world right now but I think if we look at it contextually compared to where it was right we have such opportunities now that we didn't have before because you could only and you had to be born into society to even have right. that opportunity. And or you had else... to know the right last name, or you had to know the right... Yeah, you're right. right. I think you're and, right. And we can make our path. And I know for us, coming from, I feel like that your heritage and my heritage being Italian was similar, and that the family was so right. important, and what the family thought of us was so important. Oh, yeah. 
and to break out from what the family thought to right. do something outside of I'm going to leave the construction industry to sell handbags. Yeah. I mean, it was so That's a big pivot. It's you it, know, and having the the security in that in that you have good taste, that you like handbags and you probably devoured magazines and knew the names of handbags and the hottest handbag at that I time. I was ripping right? back before Pinterest. I just I still Toy. have files filled yeah. because I love paper and I love so do I. having that there as inspiration. Yeah. And I think we have to look to the past. So as annoyed as I am with the fact that some people in our past were glorified when they shouldn't be, I'm so mm -hmm. happy that we have that as part of the journey. Oh, yeah. So we can look to how we move forward in the future. And I worked with my family. You worked with your husband yes. first, and now you work with your dad. Yeah. I work with my dad. Now I work with my husband. Let's talk about <laughs> that. Never. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, again, it has to do with our culture. We're so I'm, I'm really close to my family. Now, I mean, obviously, like everyone, it's not all rainbows and glitter. There are definite, you know, moments where we're human and people butt heads. But, you know, I love working with my father. And I think that, you know, I loved working with my husband. And there's also, you know, a level of comfort there and in, in sort of being able to really be who you are and to just kind of push past um, issues because you just, you know, you're comfortable and you don't have to tiptoe. You can just very much say, I don't like what you, you know what I mean? You can just like <laughs> move on or get through whatever obstacle it is. So I don't know. I love, I mean, I miss my dad when he's not at the studio. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. So uh, another thing I've really dived into is blue zones. And blue zones are yes. places in the world Longevity. where people live to be centenarians 100 Let's years old. Let's go to Sardinia. We need to move Girl, there. I know. But that's what I loved. You said that earlier. And I really, there was a speaker at Bella's school that talked about kids today and their struggles with social media. But you mentioned something yeah. to me. Because we come from these strong families, like I remember being with my grandmother so much and Bella's with her grandmother. But, I mean, we would have Sunday meals with the cousins, yeah. like 30 yeah. of us together. And that's such a part that our community today is missing is that generational passing yeah. of stories. And they used to have, um, in the book Outliers, they talk about this, I believe, or maybe it was... Um, I can't recall. I apologize. But mm -hmm. they had sewing circles. And it was the great-grandmother down to the little baby. Aww. And they were all tell stories. Yeah. And then the men would get together with the cars, so it would be someone 90 with someone 5. Yeah. And that transfer of the journey, of yeah. the difference of your experience. So tell a little bit about that effect of your family on your journey. I mean, so my dad is one of 13 siblings. And um, we're from Guadalajara in Mexico. And um, my mother and father met there. And so they were raised there. And it, they were one of those, honestly, very rare families that both of their families got along very well. So Christmases and holidays were always spent with both of my families, both of my parents' families, which I, I thought was the most normal thing on the planet. I thought everybody did this. And so... There was always a lot of people, a lot of generations, great aunts, cousins, third cousins, you know, just a ton of family. And in the summers, we moved here when I was around five. 
And in the summers, my parents would put me and uh, my brother and my sister on a plane, and they would send us to Mexico with one of our family members at the beginning of the summer, and we would come back right before school started. So we would spend three months in the summer. And we would go to my aunt's house in Chapala, my uncle's house in San Miguel Allende, um, somebody, else, somebody else's house in Puerto Vallarta. So we would literally travel all over Mexico with our family. And, um, and it was just something that I think a lot of families in Mexico do. They take their siblings, children, and they, you know, our Spanish got better. Um, we learned so much about our culture and the foods that we eat and the things that we do. And I think now that I'm a mother... I don't have that, you know, that family here, and my kids have no one to go with in Mexico. My family is a lot older. My grandmother sadly passed away, and so I struggled for a really long time with that, that my, that my children would lack that, and, um, and they do, but it's, you know, that was a part of my journey, so all I can do is share with them what, how I grew up and the things that we did, and I try to adapt a lot of that into my family. We sit down for dinner every night as a family. I cook the meal. We um, and we and, and it's just what we do. It's how I grew up. My mother did it. She worked full time at Enron. Can you believe for like thirty five years? I didn't know that she about your mom. Yes. Wow. Um, so that was a strong oh gosh yes. influence for you to be a career woman too. My and parents to see were the balance. both. Yes, my parents are both huge influences. I mean, my mother is incredibly independent and. Um, you know, worked full time and so did my dad, but my dad was always a little bit more creative and, um, they're, you know, yeah, they were both just, they're both just awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, the family, it was always very important to my mom in terms of keeping us incredibly united. We all live within three miles of each other. I have two siblings. Um, obviously we're, we don't see each other as much as we used to. It's, you know, as you grow up and you have your own families and you have children, your schedules change just does but um yeah I mean we were very united so it doesn't seem odd for me at all to be working with my dad (laughs) I absolutely love that so let's talk a little bit about community you another thing with uh blue zones and they just um I followed Dan Buettner and yesterday he was talking about our pods of friendship Uh uh-huh and I know Marzi is one of your inner circle people. And let's talk about that because I feel like during COVID, we yeah. all had so much more of a disconnect from the way we used yeah. to connect. And you and I were talking about that. I had so many, the yeah. way that my business grew was by connecting with people in the community, through charity, through socializing, yeah. and all that's changed. So tell us how yeah. you have still stayed connected to your friend group and what you're doing through all that? You know, I think we're all navigating it the best we can. I mean, to say that that my friendships have not suffered would be a lie. Um, You know, and honestly, I think even at the beginning of all of this, when nobody knew it was happening, even with my family, you know, I think everybody was scared and confused. And I still think people probably react out of that fear. I do, probably. I mean, I don't think anyone is innocent of, of not doing that. I think, it, again, it's human nature. Um, but, I mean, it is like the saddest part about COVID is that separation that it's caused with a lot of families. Mm-hmm. The lack of, I mean, we've all lost over a year of time, you know, that we could have spent with some of those family members. Same with friends. I mean, I haven't seen half of my friends in a long time. Um, 
but you know, we all we text and we communicate and um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to do any of it right. You know, I'm just kind of taking it day by day and trying to do it all with kindness. I fail epically sometimes. and I. But just we have to give ourselves grace, grace to yeah. fail because I'm r- really learning that. And speaking of giving grace, I know that you're a really spiritual person. And mm-hmm. I think that's such a part of yeah. uh, Blue Zones and Ikigai and figuring yeah. out like your purpose. And what people might be surprised to know is you have anxiety when you connect with groups because you're so personable and authentic <laughs> and you do it with such grace and you're beauty. So yeah, I do. I get, um, well, in terms of spiritual, I, I'm grateful again to my family. I mean, I grew up with that. So I am very, that, that gives me a sense of belonging and foundation. And when I get, my brain can get very sort of monkey mind where I start, you know, like a whirling dervish just kind of I go down these little tornadoes um and that helps ground me but yes I think because of that part of of my person the um I do get social anxiety I get nervous I always have even with the magazine when we used to do tv when I used to do great day Houston with Whitney Casey remember that I mean I was on her show pretty regularly and it was it was hard I mean I would literally I mean I would literally throw up before I went on the show sorry that was gross but I would I would get so nervous and I'd have to just kind of try to calm myself down but I think that that's so powerful to let people know that it is not you don't have to be perfect we have to let ourselves feel the emotion we feel but then we have to overcome that yeah and we have to push through that for sure if it's really hard for us because you go and do these pop-up shops and you have to meet new people and I get nervous about those too before I mean I I always I mean I I get excited but I get nervous too and I think I mean again it's where you have a choice you can either stay paralyzed or you can just sort of power through and figure it out and just dive in I mean the worst thing that can happen is that you'll fail somebody will hurt your feelings you know and then you just have to crawl back out <laughs> figure so it do out do you meditate do you do yoga oh, gosh, like yes. what are what are tell us some All of, of your tools oh my gosh I mean I think I've had so many tools I'm a big I, I love I drink the goop kool-aid I love Glenn okay Paltrow. tell us yeah what's this green stuff you're uh, drinking well this is I do green juice but I've done this my for a long, for a long time. time my mother used to do this when I was oh. younger my mother still juices but yes I drink a green juice every day 32 ounces um, sometimes more. I make it in my juicer. Um, it's just a part of my and lifestyle. And what's kind of green juice? It just kind of depends. It's usually definitely, it's like a celery base with ginger, cucumber. Um, right now I'm adding Asian pear because it's seasonal. My mom keeps giving it to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's usually, I make one almost every day. And then January is my dryuary. I do this every year. So I cut out alcohol and sugar, refined sugars, um, bread, grains white grains things like that so what do you eat um oh my gosh I eat a lot I mean like yesterday so I'll do my juice and then okay so today I got my juice I have a smoothie that I made that has frozen cauliflower um frozen strawberry frozen mango it has raspberry seed powder which is um an awesome powder anti-cancer um anti-inflammatory it has amazing benefits you need to look it up that's I can't promise to be a you know uh, whatever a doctor on that but you can look it up it's got really good benefits and so I put that in there and then um, coconut water 
and a little bit of lime juice. And so I'll drink that after this. <laughs> And, and then, then what's your protein? Um, so beans. I eat a lot of lentils and um, greens, leafy, dark leafy greens have a lot of protein in it. Um, so More yeah. plant-based. It's very plant-based, yes. Now, and that's also Blue Zone. Yeah. I mean, I'm a vegetarian by nature anyways. Oh, okay. So I don't eat meat. I do eat seafood. Um, but I think all of that, like, and, and this is kind of what my, my parents were vegetarian when I was born. So I think that had to do a lot with yes. my food choices, but it does make a difference for me. I did eat meat for a while when I was much younger, um, but I, my body just functions better on this. It's not even, it's just a lifestyle. It's just what I, I don't even think about it. I just kind of do it. And, it and what about your good. kids? You give them a green My juice? kids? No, I wish. <laughs> that is not, it doesn't work that way. I know there's I know, a lot of people. <laughs> there are so many like bloggers and influencers that I follow that like live in Bali and their kids are all running around tanning naked, drinking green juices and like begging for the pitaya or whatever it is. My kids are definitely not that. My kids love fruit, and they love they definitely, but they also like their Oreo cookies, and they like dipping it in milk. So go for it. I like Oreo cookies. I just don't drink the milk. But um, no, I make my husband is a meat eater, so I cook two different meals every single day. Um, wow, that's <laughs> commitment, girl. Yeah. But again, I grew up cooking. My mother mm-hmm. did it, so it's not. It isn't. I think when you grow up, like the sewing. Mm-hmm. I grew up sewing. I mean, I, it's just what I do. But if I, you know, had to do something I didn't know how to do or wasn't second nature to me, then I think I would probably also be baffled. But this is just normal to me. You know, and I wake up and I walk every day and I meditate for 20 minutes. Not every day. And sometimes the monkey brain bugs me. But for the most part, I just... And is it guided meditation or do you just, I just listen sit. to... No. Uh, no, nothing. I set a little timer. I sit in silence before everybody wakes up in my house, in my living room. I'll light my incense sometimes. Sometimes I pull out my little tarot cards and I pick one to see kind of to help guide me through whatever issues I hit that day. I don't know. I just kind of do whatever my gut tells me to do. I so everything. love that. Yeah. And a lot of people are into New Year's resolutions and we yes. hear that those don't really last. But I do think the changing of a season is a time to, to kind of rethink. I, I feel like COVID was a time we all finally took time you're right. to think. So are there mm-hmm. things that you're more focused on now yeah. in your journey? I mean, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on being present in the present, you know, living and enjoying my life now and being happy and not complicating myself. You know, a lot of times I get it's very easy to get distracted by other things that are going on in your life. And I am hypersensitive to that. And so I will, I can sometimes spiral and focus on something that probably shouldn't be given that much energy. So I'm kind of, I'm trying to do that, but it is so much harder said than done. And I'm impulsive. And sometimes I just, I'm passionate. I mean, I'm a Leo. And that's what I was going to say. We are both passionate women. So what comes with that is sometimes passion. hundred percent. In another direction. Oh, yeah. And I'll, like, blurt out things when I know, like, my brain is literally yelling at me and saying, slow down, deep breaths, shut up, go sit in the corner, <laughs> don't answer, don't reply, ignore the text, ignore the message. Don't. And my and my body is like, no way, you do it, you answer now. And, and I regret it every time. And every time I sit back and take a breath, things work out better. But I just, you know, it, it's, like, it's like I have two parts in my system. One of them is, like, the... The meditative, peaceful, juice drinking person, and the other one is like this passionate, fiery Latin that just cannot 
get it the fuck together. I sorry, I, they just they don't know how to mesh. <laughs> well, I say I'm an evangelist cusser. Like <laughs> no, I love Brene it. Brown, because I am praying in the next minute I'm cussing. And my sweet Bible study teacher, <sighs> Brett Trapolino, big shout out to her. We prayed together today. But sometimes in the midst of our conversations, I'm cussing too because yeah. again, I'm passionate. I can't find another word in the vocabulary, and apparently that means I'm not intelligent. But <laughs> <laughs> again, somebody else, someone in society made you believe that, that those words are in our vocabulary for a reason otherwise they it would not are. exist <laughs> so um let's talk fashion let's talk yeah. some of the things that we're oh, collaborating yes, that we're so um what i think most people know is i um worked with my family business i was in marble and granite and i joined the united states green building council board of directors mm-hmm. and i became a lead ap and i got really involved in green initiatives before yeah. i was the vintage contessa mm-hmm. and then my side hustle was pre-owned yeah. luxury bags all that and so i've been buying pieces but unless they were in a good quality i wasn't able to really find a place for them right uh probably Ten years ago, I worked with the Center for Contemporary Craft, and I gave them 20 damaged Louis Vuitton bags, and they transitioned, translated them into art, of which I have a few pieces. But I feel like that's kind of what you're doing as an artist. I did hire an attorney to find out if I could use LV in a way and resell it. And what I found is that you have to be careful and you have to make it all individualistic. And that's what you're doing. You're making one of a kind, unique, including it. We're not selling it as Louis Vuitton. We're not selling it as something it's not. It's just using something that was thrown away because it wasn't good enough and making it better. Yeah. So I will say that that part, that part of our business kind of, again, happened organically. Mm-hmm. It wasn't um, – I had a client bring us a bag, a designer bag, and wanted us to add patches to it. And I remember at first I was – even I felt like I was defacing this bag. Um, and the first few times it felt very odd. And, again, I was my dad wasn't with me yet, so I was hand-stitching these bags with pliers and a needle. I mean, th- these aren't even the right ones, but I was like – pulling needles like through leather bags trying to get patches on or trims that I would put around them Mm -hmm. and my dad figured out a way for us to do this with a machine with a manual sewing machine that he uses and now we're able to sew shoes boots bags anything but again I mean I, I couldn't have done this without my dad but the point is now we definitely bring back people's old bags that they literally have lying at the bottom of their closet I just, I love the stories behind it. I mean, I have mm-hmm. clients who, I have two that I can think of right now. One girl, the first Louis Vuitton that she ever got was from her parents when she graduated from college. And she had kept this bag and just wasn't using it, but but it had so much nostalgia for mm-hmm. her. So she brought it to my pop-up in Georgia, in Sea Island, and we reworked the entire bag. I mean, we took off the handles. I added rings. I made her a strap. We ended up turning it into a messenger. I added a big lion patch to the front of it with, like, stripes down the middle. And she is reusing her bag, and she loves it, and she associates it with that gift from her family. So, I mean, that is awesome. And she's repurposing a bag that was lying at the bottom of her closet. Um, and then another gal in New Orleans recently brought me 
a Louis Vuitton duffel in, I mean, this thing was used and loved by her godfather. Completely used. I mean, the straps were falling apart. I mean, like, if you touched it, the leather would disintegrate into powder. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the only one I've ever seen that was in that shape. That shape, yeah. So, again, we were removing the straps. We're adding um, rings at the end, and then she got one of the beaded straps that she'll put on that bag. And we're adding stripes and her initials. But just th- that, that nostalgia, that this is something that she was given from her godfather's estate, and she is giving it new life so that she can use it and feel connected to him in whatever way she does. So... That's kind of the the designer part aspect of our business, which has grown significantly. I mean, we can... I've been brought Hermes bags that are completely ruined. An Evelyn bag that had a stain from alcohol, from, like, rubbing alcohol Mm -hmm. that somebody had in their bag at the very beginning of the pandemic. She thought that it would... That if she put cotton swabs with alcohol dipped in a Ziploc bag, that when she showed up to the alley theater, she could wipe down the seat safely and then sit in it. What she didn't do was reseal the entire bag. So the little Ziploc bag had a little opening, and it spilled all over the Louis Vuitton, the Hermes bag from the inside. It was one of these. Ugh. And it completely ruined the bag. She took it to the store, and they were like, there's nothing we can do. And she, it, I mean, even dyeing it, there just wasn't an option. So I literally was her last hope. <laughs> and um, she brought us the bag, and we covered it with embroidered flowers. And it turned out so beautiful. And she had just gotten this bag. And so instead of, again... Throwing it away. this yes. bag. We just gave it a different life and a different purpose. So, yeah. And I then we- so love it. And the straps. Okay, so you add these darling little... Um, so it's tassels, fringe, palms. And yours need to get brushed. So the cool thing about these is if you just get a little spray bottle with water uh-huh. and a comb, spray it down, and then you brush it and they go flat. Aw, and then look, Grace Kelly's on here. Let me turn it You've d- embroidered, a l- and then we have a Contessa. Contessa. Exactly. Yeah, so we I hand cut out of, in my cursive font, out of leather, names, initials, and we, and my dad sews it on. Um, so it is, you know, it's they're truly original and one of a kind. But our collaboration with you is so fun because what we did is it's an old garment bag mm-hmm. that um, we that I'm basically taking apart and repurposing into our signature keychains. So they're all one of a kind. They all have a little piece of Louis Vuitton, and then they get some of our ribbon and trims that we source from all over the world. This is from India. This glitter ribbon comes from London. These are made in Mexico. Um, Gosh, there's just, oh, this is also from India, the little mirrored stuff. And then I have all of these gorgeous leather hides that we, that I adhere onto this. And then I hand stitch on and they end up looking kind of like that. And so some of them get stitched with the word love. And then they include a little leather letter that'll go here eventually. Does yours have one? And you do the beautiful eye. And we do, yes. So many of them. Where's the other one? So these are, tell them about these custom straps and show them the strap from your bag. So these are completely one of a kind and they're hand beaded in Mexico by, there's a a variety of Indians in Mexico. There's there's a lot of different um, cultural arts and they're all, uh, everyone has a different sort of, just like the dresses and the shirts that you see embroidered, different parts of the country have different techniques and, and the ways that they all have passed down this ancient art of embroidery. Like my grandmother passed her way down to me. And, and I so, love mine because it has 
I've really been on a spiritual journey this year. And so this is so meaningful to me because it has the cross and it looks like to me a church and And the hearts. I love it. Yeah. But so so these are made in um, right outside of Chiapas. And as the Indians make these, um, these straps, they're blessing each bead. And they each take five to six months to make, are truly one of a kind. And so then we add our signature, which is the eye. And yours is a hand-embroidered one, but we also Mm -hmm. do hand-beaded ones. It just kind of depends what we feel goes with each one. And then we add the tassels, fringe, or palms so that it matches our aesthetic. How I can put it in my Birkin, because people are dying over this. And we're going to, Carla is doing this amazing thing. And I'll post these on my stories on Instagram so you can see it better. So they're basically, they're just brass rings that we, that we, try to hide as much as we can when we're sewing them on. We, d- we do it to a bunch of different bags. But on the Birkins, I definitely try to sew it with the existing holes that are on mm-hmm. there. So I don't make new holes. I use the holes that they used when stitching the bag itself because mm-hmm. they're handmade as well. So, yeah, that's basically what we do. We just hide them on the inside. Mm-hmm. And if you ever want to resell your bag or you don't want the rings anymore, it's very easy to remove. We could literally just snip them off, pull out the threads, and there you go. It's like it was never and there. And believe me, Rob was not excited about that part I know. of the journey, and he loves it and is happy with the way that she did it in such a quality And way. it stressed me out. I'm not even kidding. The whole time yeah. I was like, Rob, please be happy with this. <laughs> exactly. He's a hard one to please. I know it. Okay, so this is my favorite thing you've ever done for me. I love this. So I bought the jacket at Tootsie's. They had an event there where they added Contessa, but you could do the embroidery. And then you customized it for me. And that's what I found I'm most happy when I just give her total (laughs) freedom to do something amazing. I mean, this is just... I'm so spiritual, and the Blessed Mother is so important to me. And the Italian journey of my life is so significant so yeah I love that one and so and honestly like so that Contessa embroidery that's a that's a specific style that's a chain stitch we don't do that so that's that's also what I loved about that jacket is that you know you brought me something that you already loved and Uh then we literally took apart patches to make this it didn't come like that and then Uh I hand embroidered those are my grandmother's roses the ones she taught me how to make when I was young so it's there's just so much I guess like love and history woven into these things mm-hmm. so yeah i love that jacket so fun but it doesn't have to be designer pieces i mean you take okay I some love other these. pieces talk about your collaboration also with the woman in new orleans okay so the, the well i'll start with that little start bag so yes. those little pouches are made in india and these are sapana and she is local as well and she has all sorts of amazing tapestries and things uh-huh. made um in india and her whole purpose is to give jobs to families and the women mm-hmm. Sapan, I hope I'm Julia I hope I'm saying this right um, to those families and mm-hmm. so that's her one mission and the fact that mm-hmm. she makes money off of it for her is an extra and so she sources these bags and when mm-hmm. she has them made I get a bunch made as well and we just started doing this during the holiday season but they've been a huge hit so yeah I love being a part of what she is doing as well not you know indirectly and then with um, your Elysian, bag. my it's bag. on your uh, chair. My oh yeah, okay. So Elysian, thank you. Mm-hmm. Elysian by M is um, this gal Emily who has all of these 
again, textiles um, in Turkey gorgeous. made. It's gorgeous. I she have does her these, caftan. I was going to say, she's got caftans. She mm-hmm. does really cool sneakers. You can check out. You can check her out on Instagram. It's Elysian by M-E-M. And so we've got a lot of fun things going on this year as well that we're trying to collaborate on that hopefully we'll start, we'll start to release as the months come along. But um, we've done so many of her bags and added initials and patches. I'm kind of sloppy seconds, so the only thing that mine has gotten <laughs> are the rings so I can attach a strap on it. And this is one of those original handmade straps. Like from, This is the J. Crew straps before I was manufacturing my own. So incredible. And yeah. tell us about your... Masks. Oh, the masks. Mm -hmm. So the masks are definitely my dad's baby. Um, During the pandemic, when we were just kind of paralyzed at home waiting to see what was going to happen, my dad started looking up different mask um, patterns, and he started kind of merging and figuring out what he thought would be the best um, option out there. And so we started making masks. And they are three layers. There's a machine washable filter in the middle, and they're just pretty. And we hand stitch, and we can add patches to them. we're definitely making a lot less of them these days. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's making masks, but we still have yes. our beautiful ones, and we make all sequin ones for wedding parties, and then we do these cute little mask chains so that you can wear it around your neck. <laughs> so fun, because yes. I'm always losing my mask Me and my glasses and my phone. Is there a way that we could, like, hook that's it a all good up idea. together? On these keychains. We need exactly. to figure it well, out. That's what we need to which do. Which is the is whole purpose. <laughs> I made these because of that. I'm constantly losing my car keys. Yeah, where's my key? Where's but now the, and I just then I'm clip on it. the phone going, where's my phone? I could. Oh, I do that, it. too. Anyway, love, blessings, all the best and happy of the birthday. world. Thank you. It was so beautiful, and I... We had a big event planned yeah. for next week. We're postponing it, so it will be February 11th, and it will be open to our listeners from yeah. 11, uh, sorry, from 1 to 3 at the Sydenham Clinic. Perfect. And it, it's going to be a Galantine, uh, well, Valentine's, so Galantine's, um, a little champagne. Hopefully you can have a toast by February. Yes. <laughs> yes, and, yes, I'll um, be done. <laughs> exactly. So that's what we're shooting for, we're hoping for. And uh, we just want a place for women to come together and have meaningful conversations, mm-hmm. look at incredible pieces, shop, share stories, and um, we're really looking forward to that. And we just think you're such a treasure to Houston and certainly to me. And thank you guys for tuning in today. Lots of love. Everyone, My one of my New Year's resolutions is to choose joy and to choose love. And when I get really mad at Rob or Bella, I think <laughs> choose love so they're real happy that that's my <laughs> new 2021. Oh, Maybe okay, even Grace it. Kelly will be happy too. Y'all come by the store and see me. I'll be there. Kisses. Bye.